If duodenal switch surgery for morbid obesity is more effective than alternative options, why is it less common? You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. Joining me today is Dr. John Rabkin. Dr. Rabkin is a surgeon at Pacific Laparoscopy in San Francisco. He is one of the pioneers of the duodenal switch surgery. He specializes in bariatric and laparoscopic surgery. Dr. Rabkin is an active researcher, publishes extensively, and serves on the editorial boards of several medical journals. Dr. Rabkin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Caskell. Could you please define uh, what the duodenal switch surgical procedure is for morbid obesity? The duodenal switch is a bariatric surgery or a weight loss surgical procedure that combines a restrictive element, meaning a small stomach, with a malabsorptive component by rerouting the intestines and creating a situation of modest fat malabsorption. So why not just uh, restrict their stomach and then put them on Orlistat so they don't absorb any of the fat, or do they still absorb some? Well, they'll still absorb fat, and with the duodenal switch, they'll absorb fat as well. But with the experience of just restrictive weight loss surgical procedures over the years, such as the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass, the long-term data suggests there is a significant weight regain problem. For example, patients over five years from the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass probably face at least a 30 to 40% significant weight regain risk, unlike the duodenal switch where it's probably, it's certainly less than 25%. In my own experience, it's less than 10%. So how do they go about gaining back their weight if they're eating less and they're absorbing less? What, are they just pouring tons of food down their throats? Well, with the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass, because there is very little, if any, calorie malabsorption with that surgical procedure, it's based primarily on a small stomach capacity. And what happens is because the pouch is based on the greater curvature of the stomach, the stretchy part of the stomach, over time, patients will gradually stretch that out, not because they're, quote, overeating, but simply through natural eating mechanisms. With that gradual increase in the capacity of that small stomach pouch, they will potentially regain weight, and a fair percentage of them, a a relatively high percentage of them, do regain weight. With the duodenal switch, they also will stretch their stomach capacity out over time. But because there is a rerouting of the intestines to separate the digestive enzymes, which we need to absorb our fats that we eat, from our food stream, because of that separation, what happens is people don't absorb all the fats that they do eat, and consequently, they don't regain weight over time. Why do you think more docs aren't offering this procedure? Is it just because they don't know about it? Partly, it's the fact that it's the newest of the weight loss surgical procedures, and so the information about it is not as widely known and understood in the medical profession and in the patient population that are seeking these services. But even more significant is it's a much more involved surgical procedure that has more complexity to it because many, many surgeons over the years learned to do the earlier operations, particularly the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass, when the whole flavor of moving into laparoscopic surgery, when that wave occurred in the 1990s, people were very comfortable moving from an open procedure that they understood to a laparoscopic procedure. But to learn 
a relatively complicated operation, new, laparoscopically, mm-hmm. is very difficult for people, and a lot of surgeons are really unwilling and unable to make that transition. So in training programs currently, are they teaching the duodenal switch? There are training programs that train surgeons do this operation. Uh, we have trained uh, many surgeons here in San Francisco to do this procedure. But again, when you look at the magnitude of the problem of obesity in our society and the numbers of patients who require weight loss surgery, it's going to take uh, a period of time before we can train enough surgeons uh, to be able to do this operation properly. If I was the president of Humana, I would uh, look very closely at duodenal switch and see how much it costs. And if it pays off in terms of if we truly are curing diabetes, it's a good investment. So does insurance cover the switch? And if not, how much does it cost? The duodenal switch is covered by the vast majority of private insurance companies that do cover bariatric surgery. Two years ago, Medicare, or what's currently the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, the government, also covers the duodenal switch as one of the three weight loss surgical procedures that they cover for their beneficiary population. So it's, it's widely covered. But for patients who either have an exclusion to their insurance policy about covering weight loss surgery, and there still are some insurance companies that do that, mm-hmm. or patients who don't have insurance, it roughly costs about $30,000 out of pocket to have this operation, all bills, both uh, professional bills and hospital bills. And what if someone has had a lap band done already? Will their insurance say, listen, you've already had one procedure, we're not giving you another one? Typically, that will not be the case because patients who have the lap band and then seek an alternative operation, it's most commonly because the lap band failed to deliver on the promised weight loss. And so the patients are still morbidly obese. They're still suffering from all the complications of their morbid obesity. Oftentimes, they're suffering from the complications of the lap band itself, and most insurance companies don't hesitate to cover the removal of the lap band and and then converting to a duodenal switch. What kind of problems ensue after having the surgery? Are there there certain medications that no longer can be absorbed? Do these people develop certain vitamin deficiencies? What can we expect? Well, the first thing is that it is surgery, and surgery has all of the normal risks of any surgery on the stomach, or I should say on the abdomen. And so early after surgery, you do have potential problems with wound infections and hernias and those kinds of things. But thankfully, those kind of complications are far and few between these days with our improvement in surgical technique. Long term with the duodenal switch, the biggest consideration is that because of the fat malabsorption, which is so important in preventing weight regain over time, you will also malabsorb your fat-soluble vitamins, vitamins A, D, E, and K. And so what we do is we have patients take a dry form or a water-soluble form, which is readily available in supermarkets and drugstores and and health food stores, which they then, of the dry form of vitamin A, D, E, and K, they can absorb much more readily. We also monitor patients long-term for evidence of vitamin and mineral deficiencies so that we can intervene and replete those vitamins and minerals before they cause a patient any symptoms or any problems. So the patients have to be willing to participate in long-term follow-up 
with any of these weight loss surgical procedures, the duodenal switch is no different in that respect. What's been the most surprising thing that you've found uh, by following these people for 10 years? The most surprising thing is also the most gratifying thing in my experience, and that is the doors that open up to patients who have suffered from morbid obesity for their entire lives suddenly to join in the activities and the lifestyle of the non-obese population. Patients talk about being reborn because it is such an exhilarating opportunity for them to finally be unencumbered from both the weight and the medical problems that they suffer from the weight and simply being able to enjoy life to the fullest. And that is such a, a wonderful experience for me to share in with all of the patients that go through this process. It's like being an obstetrician. You're bringing new life into the world. Yes, you may. I've never heard it put quite that way, but I I like that. I'm curious, though, what happens with all the extra skin that people are left with, that they've had this procedure, they think their life is going to change, and then they look in the mirror and they see pounds and pounds of flesh, so they have to have more procedures to get rid of that. How do you deal with that? Well, the reconstructive surgery after the weight loss is certainly a consideration. I do a lot of the reconstructive surgery in my practice. This involves, as you suggest, taking off the excess skin from the abdomen or from the arms or thighs or buttocks and really recontouring the patient's shape. It works out that probably, again, in my experience, about two-thirds of the women, maybe a third of the men, choose to undergo those procedures because it really adds to the overall recovery from their morbid obesity, and they are able then to have a more active lifestyle. They're able to fit more easily and close off the conventional rack. The process is one really simply waiting till their weight stabilizes following their weight loss surgical procedure, and then removing the skin operatively, and then a period of healing afterwards. The patients uh, in general are so enthused and gratified with the results that they uh, readily look forward to the day when they will be able to undergo the, the reconstructive surgery. And the next question I have to ask is, will insurance pay for that, or do they have to have some sort of hernia or something to justify the repair? Well, many insurance companies will pay for reconstructive surgery without a hernia or some other reason to need the the reconstructive surgery. What's important is that patients have tried alternative means of dealing with the complications of the excess skin, complications such as wound breakdown, rashes, intertriginous irritations, back pain related to asymmetry, those kinds of things. If patients have tried and failed alternatives to surgery to deal with those problems and their physicians have documented in their medical record over a period of time the failure to respond to those interventions, my experience is that many insurance companies understand the need for this reconstructive surgery and will readily approve it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what we actually can cure with this procedure. You mentioned before diabetes can be almost wiped out. What other disease states can you improve? The list is enormous, but let's just rattle off a few of them. Hypercholesterolemia or hyperlipidemia with a duodenal switch, there's almost universal resolution of the hyperlipidemia, almost 100% compared uh, with probably about somewhere in the low 90s for Roux-en-Y gastric bypass and certainly uh, less than half of the patients with the adjustable lap band. 
sleep apnea, over 90% of patients who have sleep apnea can have that cured and get rid of their BiPAP or CPAP device after a duodenal switch. There are considerable improvements in high blood pressure. After the duodenal switch, about 80 to 85% of people who uh, have high blood pressure can be taken off their high blood pressure medicines, compared with probably about uh, 60 or 65% with the Roux-en-Y gastric bypass, and probably only about 40% with the adjustable lap band. And I could keep going. I think that the, the message really is that there is such a huge percentage of the health problems faced by the American population due to obesity, and with one intervention, uh, duodenal switch, or a weight loss surgical procedure, you can wipe out a tremendous amount of the morbidity in the American population. Dr. John Rapkin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. We've been discussing duodenal switch surgery to cure morbid obesity. I'm Dr. Larry Casco, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and thank you for listening. <laughs>